0: Welcome, citizens. You're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. What's going on, citizens? 2023. It's winding down, wrapping up, and all that jazz. New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Voice, in the mayor's office, and uh, yeah, it looks interesting for me because even though I'm recording this uh, the second week of December, it already feels like it's 2025. Like I was, I was going to roll in in 2024, have myself a nice and easy start to the year. Already that calendar is filling up, which I guess is a good problem to have, right? How are you doing, creatives? What are you working on? What do you plan to work on in the coming year? I don't know if you have the sort of resolution or if you're on the bucket list thing. If you have a project that you want to work on and you want to talk to me about, you let me know. Uh, You can follow the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W, amsterdam.com, as well as following the show on Instagram at newamsterdam. That's also with a K. In a minute, we'll be having our conversation with Michael Delprete. He is a real estate investor out of Arizona these days. You know, he has an East Coast energy about him. Uh, We talked a little bit about that as well. And for real, for a lot of us, you hear the real estate, we kind of roll our eyes, right? We go, okay, those are the kind of people that like flood our Instagram feeds with like ads and you can win a million dollars. And let me show you how, but Michael's a very, uh, ground-level approach of how he rolled into also real estate investment and what it's done for him and his family. And so I really wanted to drill deep into that, the more of the beginning part of the journey about why he decided to go into that avenue, what it meant to step up and to provide for a family when he needed to, uh, and more. So hopefully you enjoy that, and hopefully there's something you can pull from. Just got to say that this episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a way to get tickets, to concerts, sporting events, or anything you want, all throughout town and beyond. In fact, I'm taking my friend to a football game the next couple days. I was on SeatGeek looking for cool prices on parking passes. Now oh, you know, I snagged one. And I want you to snag one too. Use promo code FLOBITO, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O, for $20 off your first order. 20 bucks off, especially off of a ticket that's also a good deal. Well, you can't lose with SeatGeek. Promo code FLOBITO, that's me, F-L-O-B-I-T-O. T-O. Yeah. Well, without any further ado, I just want to say this is the last episode of the year. So thank you so much for listening. Happy holidays and have a great or happy new year as well. I'll see you after the jump with my chat with Michael Delpreet. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creative thinkers and doers. It is I, the mayor, global Boys, in the mayor's office, hanging with somebody who lives in the state with multiple time zones. Alexa just confirmed that for me. Please welcome Mike Delprey. <laughs> Yo, how's it going, good sir?
1: What up, man? Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I love your energy too, man. It's gonna help bring me up. I'm more you normally low key.
0: <laughs> I hear that, man. I mean, sometimes when I get up in the morning without my coffee, I am I'm definitely that dude. And uh... <laughs>
1: you got some right now.
0: Yeah, what's your favorite kind of coffee? Just just curious.
1: I like darker roast uh, coffee. You know, um, you know what? We go to Costco, like we get for the office and everything, get the big. We used to get Starbucks. We switched over to uh, Pete's. I don't know if you ever heard of that.
0: Yeah, I I got Pete's.
1: Not bad, but there's also a local shop. I like to go local. Which beats it all, but you probably don't even know them. <laughs>
0: so. I, I I don't. I've only been to <laughs> Arizona a couple of times. Uh I'm a baseball park chaser. So I've been to Chase oh. Field a couple of times. And uh one all of my right. favorite favorite parks is Chase. Even though people kinda like poo-poo on it, um, I dig it.
1: <laughs> well, you gotta come down for spring training. You mean hit all the the spring training parks? There's like twenty of them out here, man.
0: Oh, yeah, it's like baseball heaven, AZL, man. I yeah. got to make sure it's a whole thing. It's only, what, six hours by car for more. Only yeah. six hours by car <laughs> when they're all easy drive. Yeah, you get the hour back or you go back west. Um, there you go. We're not here to talk about baseball. We're here to talk <laughs> about you, good sir. Now, to say you do a lot is kind of an understatement. But as I was uh, getting prepared for this interview, I have been enthralled the world of Azaria. Now, I want you to explain it in your own words because I had a first impression, but I want to keep it close to the vest. So what is Azaria and how are you involved?
1: ASRIA stands for Arizona, right? So Arizona Real Estate Investors Association. Uh, We represent real estate investors throughout the state of Arizona. We've been doing that for 21 years. So we provide um, education, networking opportunities, uh, government affairs, market information. So real estate investors can be successful, uh, change the trajectory of their financial lives, as well as provide safe, clean, and affordable housing to the citizens throughout the state of Arizona
0: okay so what i came across the show the Azaria show which is it's still pretty active like it's on uh, is it weekly or is it some semi- every week or- yeah, Correct. It's every week um and and it was a very high energy show first thing i thought about it, I was like man is this like some kind of nightclub i'm missing out on because the energy was up you know you think oh, about okay. your rate, you're like man it's gonna be like some guy with a lunch and learn <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I mean? i'm mean, i tired of learning just give me the food yep, uh but yep. your show is pretty much uh blue collar you know what i mean kind of putting down Thank taking you. a more modern approach to everything was that intentional
1: um you know just being ourselves man yeah i don't want to even say there's like intention there like um, we just operate how we operate on a daily, yeah. And I guess intentional, like we want it to be conversational, we want it to be for the average person. Um, because you know, the the real estate investing world could be intimidating, like hey, it's the biggest purchase of your life, a house is two hundred thousand, LA nine hundred thousand. Like, who can possibly do that? And we want to let you know that it is possible. Yeah. You think and we are normal guys, Marcus and I just out there uh doing deals, and you can do it too.
0: So let's talk about what real estate investing is uh, for someone who may be new. Again, I'm that generation. I'm what's called an elder millennial. Uh, I okay. realized that I don't have the wealth. My parents did. I mm-hmm. still have rent in my little shoebox in West Los Angeles. I didn't even think about putting money down on real estate. So I know it's always a moving, moving target when it comes to describing what it is for different people. But what does like in real estate investment look like today?
1: Um, well, there are there challenges, right? Like, If you look at 10, 20 years ago, houses, things were more affordable. You can cash flow, which means you can make profit from rentals. You could do fix and flips, right? All that is still relevant and all of it is still possible. Um, But yes, there are some strains that we have in our our world today, right? Affordability, um, you know, are the jobs uh, price, you know, your wages increasing, uh, the availability of homes, it can be a little bit harder as well. So um, there, I would say there is a little more, a couple more challenges there, but There's tools within the real estate investing world that will allow you to enter this business. uh, I like to say with little to no money or um, leveraging other people's money Uh, It happens every day probably 90% of my real estate I've bought in over the last 12 years was with other people's money and creative ways to enter into the into purchasing these houses.
0: Just take like a step back, man, there's, there's, you seem like a very smart guy. Maybe you are a smart guy. you probably are a smart guy. <laughs> of all the ways to, to put your focus and energy into a path, uh, career wise, what was the appeal to this world to you? Money. Money's okay. <laughs> a look, 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 motivator. I can't lie. Like.
1: <laughs> hey, right. Though. But, okay. So along with that, why money? Right. Cause you know, I was uh newly married, had a one-year-old son, had a mortgage had a nine to five you know all that stuff you know you you know you know sometimes when you're in a position where you're just like your gut tells you like i don't belong here and i deserve better right so it's like that was the driving force to figure it out and be curious you got to be curious to and try things throw spaghetti against the wall see what sticks see what you like see what you don't like and kind of weed things out but it i used to watch hgtv Right. Right in your backyard, probably. Right. And, um, oh, $80,000 check, $90,000 check. That was enticing. You know what I mean? So how can I do that too? Right. That that's what led into it.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because we, we hear a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, get that inside the incident after starting a family, going, look, man, I mean, you you can't tell a kid we got no lunch today, right? And I understand yeah, that, that drive. To. Yeah, exactly. That's like one of the worst feelings for, for parents. I don't have children of my own, but I, I couldn't put myself in that position. But I mean, like a lot of people have told me they've tried selling things online. They've tried walking yeah. dogs, but you went from this to that. Was that intimidating to go into a whole world which seemingly from the outside looking in had barriers to average Joe's like us to learn?
1: Oh yeah, man! Like you, when I went to my first Azria meeting, right? I, I'm a, I've been a member here for twelve years. When we it, it used to be at what's called the Celebrity Theater, it's in downtown Phoenix. It's like a five thousand person uh, venue, but it, obviously there wasn't five thousand people there. But the way it was set up, there was about four or five hundred people there. In your head, you're like everyone's a millionaire, everyone's brilliant, everyone's you know powerful. They got own houses, and I'm this little guy, just like. How do I do this? What is this? So it's very it's the limiting beliefs that you're walking your that you give yourself when you're in there. Um, so it was very intimidating, man. But I found by being curious and like I, I was like, hey, I you know, how am I going to fix and flip a house like HGTV? I don't have any money. I don't have credit. Literally, I haven't, I didn't even start working on my credits about probably five years ago. Always had like a 500 credit score. Um Then I was like, I'm working nine to five. I can't swing a hammer. I'm not handy. I don't have money. How do I do that, right? Can't be a landlord, right? Back then, rents were a thousand bucks. After your mortgage and all this stuff, maybe you make 100, 200 bucks a month. How do you get rich, right? How do you quit your job doing that? I didn't understand it at the time. Then a real estate agent, it's like, okay now i'm commission based i got to go out there shake the bushes try to get business but i have a mortgage i'm not going to go commission sales straight sales so i found from going online searching googling i found a word called wholesaling wholesaling real estate no money no credit make 5k in 30 days was the pitch like you know the guys on tv and infomercials like the beach behind them with the Hawaiian shirt you know (laughs) your family tells you it's a scam right don't listen to them they just want to swipe your card those guys probably do but wholesaling is a way to enter the business with little to no uh, risk, money, and you can make, you can learn the business. You're not truly an investor, but you can operate with and provide a service to real estate investors that allows you to make chunks of cash while you learn the business and you can evolve over time.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about the family aspect. You come home with the idea. Your hype uh, was, was the spouse, was a family hype too? Or was it was kind of like... Okay, what is that? What are you doing? Is this crazy talk?
1: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, and that—that's a big in this world. No, my, uh, my wife was very supportive. Um, once it was that whole new, I had like two hundred bucks. Like I had a two hundred dollar budget every month to like figure it out. So you had to be resourceful. So it was a lot of. It's either when you first start, it's either if you don't have the more money you have, the faster it could happen. The less money you have, the more sweat equity you're going to put into it. So it was all grind, sweat equity, work. You know, I was working. A, I had a 40-hour job week, but was working 50, and I had to figure it out in between those times, right? Um, so, yeah, it it was – there was no budget. There was no money. Kind of got a lot of stuff on the question. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you say?
0: Yeah, no, but about, like, the, the support was kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're my husband. Let's do it. it We're kind of like, are you sure? Was it somewhere in the middle? Like.
1: Well, you know, I had the job, right? So I was, you know, I was providing my end, right? So I was doing what needed to be done. So, you know, we were cool on that aspect. So my wife's always supportive of anything I ever wanted to do. And I truly think that's a big, when you're even any business where you want to talk about, if that spouse isn't supportive, it's done. You're, you lost from the beginning because the feeling of like that negative energy or the, or the feeling of the positive energy is like a motivator, it's a pusher. So, um, it was, the support was there.
0: Oh absolutely. Uh a, a lot of times people underestimate that that first like I got a crazy idea of people going that's crazy stop doing it <laughs> versus yeah. that's crazy you should probably check that out. Um that that's as just- really cool so uh, about wholesaling real estate there are some nuances to that as well so you hear about a google search to give you some information but you Mm -hmm. don't want to do things unprepared now i know there's a lot more steps involved but what would be the first step if someone just decided to go check it out today to get themselves a better idea of what that is
1: education man you gotta you know get the knowledge base right understand what it is how it works how to do it the right way um you know you're gonna get a yeah, I would say it's education. Education. Then meet the people. Sure. Every state, like Los Angeles, there's what's called National RIA, so Real Estate Investing Association. So I'm under an umbrella. So there's a RIA like mine in every state and mm-hmm. major city. So go to National RIA, look up for the one in your city, and go there and meet the people. That then you you know, so you're educating yourself. You're going to the networking meetings. You're meeting the real people in the community that are doing what you're looking to do, and those people, which is another negative th- thing that I always had, was like, I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to whatever, you know, so I wouldn't ask them or approach them. But I found that when you become successful, other you people help pull you up. So I've noticed in the real estate community, people want to help. So if you go to these RIA meetings, they will answer your questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And lead you in the right direction. You don't have to go out and buy the $10,000, $30,000 coaching course <laughs> From the famous guy with the Lamborghini, right? So it's like you can get the information locally affordably, and it's getting the education and applying it. Yeah. Right. P- that's key.
0: Yeah. I, well, I have two questions for that one. But the first question is why? why well, you were living in Arizona. So I guess that's why yeah. you started there. But yeah. is there other states in your portfolio that you're thinking about investing in or how to yeah. invest in?
1: Yeah. We invest in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, Done. I've done it virtually. I did um, my first year there. Just kind of throw it out there. I did 25 wholesale deals and bought 10 rentals, all from my kitchen. So, if you are in LA or like a Phoenix is getting like in LA or in New York or in Miami or those high, uh, you know, high high income and the the high priced houses, and it seems kind of unrealistic, you can do this in different cities from home.
0: And certification, estate-based? Is it like local-based?
1: Great question. Yes, that's a big, big question. Do I need a real estate license to invest in real estate? No, you don't. Okay. You do not need it. Can you leverage it and use it at times? Like sometimes new people come in, they feel like, oh, I'm getting in real estate. I need my license. Real estate agents sell houses. Sure. For people that want top dollar on their house, we're in the investing world. We want ugly houses. We want p- to deal with people that don't want their houses, right? Um, so you don't need a license to go from owner of my company to the owner of a house Okay. and buy it. Like you don't need an agent for that.
0: So it's mostly residential is what you're working.
1: Yes, me. Yes, yeah. residential. I could do it. Land, condos, mobile homes, single family, multifamily is kind of like the world.
0: Got it. Because I know some properties have like the whole qualifying investor investor barrier and, and mm-hmm. to, to, to prevent guys off the street be like I got 20 dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's um, accredited and non accredited investing. So that's if you have money in your bank account and you don't want to go like me. You'd I would be like an operator. I'm the one that goes finds the deal. I run the deal. I got the contractors, the attorneys, the property manager, all that. Got the team, um, and then you can invest. Into one of our projects. Then now we're talking about securities and are you accredited, non accredited? And there's ways to, proper ways to go about that.
0: All right. So let's talk about that quite a bit because rich people, uh, can I say the word rich? People with yeah. assets are very good at holding on to them. So when you have leads, how does that work when you say, hey, look, I understand you're in the market, maybe work with me. I can get you the better deal or a better property or portfolio. How does that, like, that actual conversation work?
1: So when like raising money or borrowing money,
0: just finding that- the leads to do that. To to say, if you're facilitating between the investors and the property, how do you go about like marrying one to the other?
1: Okay. So when you say leads, that means finding, having a project to work on a house. Correct. That needs to invest in. Um, Then you said marry it and then find that person that has the money to kind of put it all together. Right. Okay. Um, It's kind of like a chicken or the egg kind of thing. So um, as an active investor, you're just out there. There's this two different um, pillars of your business, right? So one is lead generation. So you're, you're always marketing yourself, trying to have leads come into your world so you can analyze them and get them under contract so you know you have a profitable potential deal here. The other pillar on a day-to-day basis is you're saying, hey, I do this for a living. Here's some previous projects I've done here's here's my reputation right podcast social media what we're doing right now right so it's like then they're like hey these to people start of say hey how do i get involved with that can do you need any money for that deal and then it, it's just kind of a, an organic thing there's not like i don't have a slideshow i don't have a presentation i'm not in front of a stage going look at all my stuff and how cool i am it's just once again, networking, relationship building. Then when you get that person that's like, I want you to operate the deal. I'll put up the money. It's knowledge and time, money and credit. Two parts of a deal. I'm the knowledge and time because I'm in it full time. They're the money and credit. If they're a doctor or engineer and they got money sitting in the bank and they want someone to work it for them, they would let they'd bring it to the table and we would work out our agreement. In short, that's how it processes.
0: Wow. Uh, fascinating stuff man Man, Mike Dupree just had, just, just dropping the knowledge about this mm-hmm. it's totally new to me so you've been doing this for, for quite a while Um, and I, I had to ask the whole work hard play hard balance do you have time to play hard do you believe in vacations you do days off or is it su- such a uh, high stress environment you have to work constantly what's that look
1: like yeah Um. great yeah you know as a investor or an entrepreneur like you get it's kind of a how do you say that? Yes, I do like vacation. So yes, I like time off. Um, am I really like a world traveler? And I want to see, you know what I'm saying? Not really. I like I, I could I like taking days off. I take like in Arizona. There's so much you can do from going up north to the snow to rivers, creeks, to mountains. Uh, California is right next to us. Vegas is I go to Vegas all the time. We go to uh, Mexico down to Rocky Point, like at the beach. Like so I do that type of stuff often. And I could work from there if needed. Um, But I, you know, I've kind of found like, I don't know if anyone agrees with this, but it's like, it's part of my life. Like if, if my, my wife, she's my business partner, right? So she's a real estate agent. She's an investor. We run as together. So it's like, this is our world. So it's just kind of like anywhere we're at, we're looking at the business model, (laughs) right? We're like, Oh, how much, how much do you think that that uh, costs to put that soda on the table? (laughs) How much you right, think that right. wages? You know, it's like it's just yeah. like I don't even know how to get away from it.
0: That, that's like custom built for dads. Like I, I would be in the house. And I go, I wonder how they're heating this place. Like
1: yeah, like, oh. man. <laughs> I'm
0: like, telling totally you that thing.
1: Uh, it's not too efficient what they're doing. I think we can make it better. Like right? we're trying to solve the problem. Yeah, and it's not even our situation. Right, just for fun. It's just what we do so,
0: w- within Azaria though. I know we talked about from the outside, jump, jumping in, and learning more about it. it seems to be very open, but. Because Arizona, at least from the California perspective, I've been here about 15, 16 years. It just seems that like everyone's moving out there. I know realtors that try to get licenses in both states to, so they can mm-hmm. operate the, the bird. My, a lot of my DJ friends, because uh, I'm a wedding DJ, mobile DJ, have crossed mm-hmm. over. And this you know, see to be uh, the Oasis aspect of going to Arizona. Is it competitive with other wholesalers inside Azaria? Is it kind of like uh, a hive mind where you guys compare techniques and it's kind of like a family or it's kind of like oh man there goes marco with his 10 properties in his portfolio mm-hmm. and you guys snapping fingers like in west side story like what's what's uh, the actual vibe between uh members here
1: no no uh for or the membership it's community yeah. based it's um helping each other pulling each other up you know good conversations sharing resources so within the or it's no it's not like that um it I would say in the community, it's not even, I would even say in Phoenix, is it competitive? Is there a lot of people doing investing? Of course, right? Do you run across the same people and bump into each other, trying to get the same deal? Yes, that happens, right? So, but I wouldn't say it's a like a, you know, yeah, competitive like that. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't say that now.
0: It's funny because I, a lot of times people ask about that, about the wedding DJ business, right? Because on mm-hmm. one level, there's, there's only so many couples are getting married a year. So yes, and there's always like that feeling of it. But like day to day, I'm not calling up like DJ Kelly and be like, oh, you got my gig, you jerk. So it's kind of a funny, kind of like a, yeah, it's almost like a, a friendly rivalry. It
1: comes yeah, to. yeah. I, I like that. You know, and it's hard to say, it's like some, you go, you get like those sayings and you hear, you know, a famous entrepreneurs, it's like, there's no competition. You're your only competition to an extent, right? Like I, I take that, like there is competition. People are trying to take your deals. They are trying to use your investors. They are trying to whatever, right? So it's, it's a reality, right? So you do have to be good at what you do. You do have to want it and go get it and be maybe a better pitch on the, the DJ, uh, with offering right you know um so you do have to play play that game
0: yeah absolutely put it to day job but for how long flow detail we don't really know uh this this is a question that has an open answer there's no wrong answer for this one uh but do you consider yourself self-made why or why not
1: self yeah man why why okay well okay the traditional way of my definition of self-made like yeah you did it all on your own um yeah right however no because if it wasn't for people like my support from my wife my son business partners throughout the years community right networking like like I don't run as re by myself right so am so we that's how I'm looking at it right so no I'm self made but I did it with people that,
0: so, so both <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm self-made with the help of people so yes
1: of course like okay. i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for certain relationships that gave me that opportunity because they believed in me or lent me something or let me bought bar- like i remember when i was working at a record store i'm from the music business business back in the day and um i was just starting off my kid was probably about to be born had no money my buddy gave me a job to work at a record store in downtown phoenix and he gave me a hundred bucks in a car you know what I'm saying? Like, boom, I, wow. I be, uh, When you go from a negative person and don't believe and trust people to see that now my, my, my mind okay. There are good people. People do want to see me succeed. People do want to see me, uh, you know, make it. I, you, I want to do that with other people too. So it's, you get, that's what I mean. It's not self-made. Right. Um, so.
0: I've asked that question periodically. And I think everyone else has pretty much answered yes or no. but with the reason you used uh either one or the other i've never mm-hmm. seen someone say both because of both reasons cuz well, well it back like
1: yeah. well, the, the self made part of me is hey you know i where i'm from it was like uh my my uncle was a foreman at a land at a apartment complex and he operated heavy machinery and drink beer. and he was like you want to do this too you know like that was my vision in life <laughs> I yeah. thought I was gonna be him I dropped out of high school I did everything possibly wrong you name it you know what I'm saying so it's like yeah. that's when I say hey yeah I'm self-made I did it on my own I didn't have family lending me money and walking into a job going into a great college i didn't have all that from the get go you get what i'm saying
0: I, t- I totally get what you're saying but usually i just say i've never heard of both of them combined to a single answer that's
1: hopefully worked
0: you're a different <laughs> wavelength man i love it uh <laughs> currently as of right now we're recording this in the middle of december 2023 do you have a mentor or a mentee
1: oh man um like in person alive or real
0: um real i guess <laughs> i mean they could be alive or or if you talk to them to be from the great beyond <laughs> oh,
1: where you want to take it so different yeah, yeah. uh, wavelengths like you said so um i've always had a mentor yes uh probably no one like Community wise, localized, yes. Are there I've always paid coaches and mentors throughout the years, which drastically changed. I have pulled out those twenty, thirty, thirty thousand dollar payments throughout my career, which excelled and took me to another level. And yes, and I still join masterminds and coaching to this day, as well as having a support system. Okay. Highly recommend it in entrepreneurship has to.
0: And, and you don't have any mentees currently.
1: Oh, mentees. Okay, that's another okay. thing. Yes, for wholesaling um, through Azria, right? I I have what's called the Deal Finders Club. So it is about wholesaling. All right, so so it is teach. It's group coaching. So one, we have online training, and um, in January, we're rolling out group coaching where it's every Thursday at six o'clock on Zoom. You get to go through the course. Marcus and I will be answering all questions um, throughout as you apply what you're learning. So yes, we 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 have. It we have mentees
0: yeah uh for me personally i have one mentor in entertainment and then one mentee in content creation i always think it's kind of cool to have you, know, you send the knowledge down down yeah. river i guess the, you know the
1: sure. thirds you ever hear that third no. quote like the thirds so it's no. like one um you always have to have a uh, third of the your, your relationship should be or, or whatever it is your networking should be someone above you so who is who's what you want to be Mm-hmm. go copy them learn from them the other next third is just on your level people trying to figure out what you're trying to figure out so you guys can keep you know what's working for you what's working for me are you accountable I'm accountable and we kind of like trying to write up together then there's like you said there's the third below you got to pull them up cuz you were yeah. cuz the person you're help you're looking up to is pulling you up
0: yeah yeah and, you know, rising tides, man. That's, yeah. that's actually pretty deep. I like that. Thank uh, well, thanks so much for being on New Sam Reno. Before we get you out of here, though, uh, there are some department questions we ask all our guests. Let's them, let me get them inside of the minds of, of those who are doing things. How to play with me?
1: Yeah, yeah. Throw it at me, man. I'll do all my right. best.
0: All right. As it stands today, what does your legacy look like?
1: Legacy, my legacy look like. So my future uh, for my business and family kind of thing.
0: Yeah, if you had to go on a rocket ship today, what will people we'll remember you for?
1: Um, man, I was never good at that question, but I would probably say, um, <laughs> yo, you got me something that would like. I would <laughs> say I help people, man. Like I truly, um, with Ezria, it's for the community. Like I don't even have to get a paycheck from this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I devote my time to changing the financial trajectory of people's lives through real estate investing. That I want, you know, outside of family, right? Like I want to be, you know, for business. That's what I would say. It's like I I made um, Arizona a better place, uh, and I impacted people, you know, their financial lives where they never would have been exposed to it before. Hopefully, I gave them some type of resource or help that moved them forward at some level.
0: See, you said you weren't good at that question. You could have, like, yeah. said, a statue, but yeah, no, no, no,
1: no, it'll be a, a chubby statue, man.
0: <laughs> it looks like me. Uh, uh, what is your favorite junk food, my friend?
1: <laughs> man, I have so many. So, um, junk food, yeah, man, I would probably say, like, I like chocolate, man, like, like coconut, anything with like coconut and chocolate, peanut butter world i'm gonna think of a bunch of stuff once we finish this interview i
0: I got you (laughs) (laughs) i'm a joy fan uh what is one of the greatest things a fan or follower have done for you
1: and done like something that someone's had the greatest thing they've done for me um truly man so much like i've been helped in so many ways uh, but truly helping themselves whether you, you like it or not like whatever we talk about whatever we do like doing it right it feels good when like they do it and i get a lot of compliments like hey man remember back in 2014 you said and i'm like yeah, i guess you know and they they did it like that that's the best way like i think they ever get i've get gotten back
0: so we talked about the day or two getaways but do you have a travel bucket list like cities and countries you have yet to visit
1: um bucketless, I would probably say Fiji's always been my on my mind as well as I do want to go to um Greece as well. That yeah. helps. <laughs> no, no,
0: that's great, man. Yeah, man. That's, that's way water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Could have been like, I'm gonna go to Detroit, but nah, Greece is <laughs>
1: yeah, man. <I> <laughs> I too. Uh uh
0: and and lastly, if someone wanted to connect with you, learn more about your brand and business, how'd they go about doing that?
1: asria.org a-z-r-e-i-a.org we have all types of real estate information i don't you don't have to be in arizona to uh consume it um also uh you know we're azria just look us up on all social media facebook youtube subscribe to youtube at azria um and my personal instagram is where you'll find me the most is at michael Delpre. so
0: Yes, sir. Thank you so much for being on the show. Me, the podcast That wasn't so bad, was it? In and out, baby.
1: No, man, it was great. You're a great interviewer, man. Oh, man it. To it I want you
0: to be back in a future episode. That has to happen because I'm me. more curious about this whole world now. I've opened the Pandora's box since I'm ever in.
1: Awesome, man. Okay. Uh, happy to share. <laughs>